Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Yeah guys, it's been a, it's been a crazy time the last uh, couple of months. Um, I remember, I, uh, so I, last year I left, um, I was working at a campus ministry at UCT, as Gabe said, passionate about discipleship, making disciples, um, love hosting people, and, and I got to do that for a couple of years on campus. It was an amazing time, saw God doing amazing things through that, but I felt that he was calling me to leave there, and, and just this burning desire to just to be part of a, a church family, a church community, because I was on campus, um, you kind of, you know, you're very involved in students' lives, but, um, you know, church can become kind of a, a thing you just do on Sunday, and that was definitely the case for me. So I remember sitting in that back room there in, at the end of January, and I, I, I literally knew no one in Tableview. I knew no one at Life Changes except Travis, who's not here tonight, but uh, I want to honor him anyway for his friendship. Um, and I met with Gabe and Mark in that, in that room, and Trav, and and. They were just, we were just trying to work out what is the next step? What, what's, what could, what could happen here? Is there something that God could do, uh, for the next few months? And, and God is faithful and He, and He led me here. Uh, I'd moved all my stuff back to East London at the end of last year and, and I got on a plane. I came back to Cape Town very nervous, very anxious. Uh, I phoned Gabe the first week. I was like, Gabe, I'm, I'm going home. I'm, I'm done. I didn't even give it a chance. I just, because I, I was so overwhelmed. Um, but all along, I could see God was preparing me for, for you know, the weeks to come and the months to come. And um, I love you guys, eh? You guys are an amazing family. Uh, these guys it took them a lot of faith to say, an unknown guy, they didn't know me from a bar of soap, to say, come, join us, be a part of us, serve here, love these people. And, and I just want to honor you guys. Thank you for your faith and for for your friendship. And it's just been amazing to see just the humility of allowing me to come and step into the space and, and to be a part of the family. And, and it really has felt like a family. I, I've loved it. I've, I really I just look around and I just see so many people that I love. I'm going to miss you guys. Um, but I'll, I'll be back hopefully. So, yeah. So, um, just an amazing, amazing story. God's faithful. And, and I'm so thankful to have been here for, for the last few months. Cool. So, um, anyway, let's, go on, let's get on to the preach tonight. And, I've entitled my, my sermon, um, A Call to Discipleship. Um, a few of us from Life Changes went up to uh, Pretoria a few weeks ago. Uh, we went to um, the Call Conference, and as the name suggests, it's, it was a conference. The theme was just finding the call of God for our lives, and um, yeah, it was really a, a powerful time, and um, but it's something that I've been wrestling with my, my whole time here and, and end of last year coming to Life Changes. I was, what, what's, what, God, what are you calling me to? I know that, you know, the America is something on my mind, but what's the bigger call for my life? What's, what's the journey you're going to take me on? I can see the passions you've given me. I can see the, the love for people and, and stuff. And, and like, I just, I, I couldn't put it together. I couldn't put it together. Um, and I still, you know, not really sure what that looks like, but, um, I know that he's faithful and, and, and that conference really was a was just a, a solid reminder of of the bigger core on our lives, the the call to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, we heard a, a wonderful talk, one of the sessions, an old businessman 
um, by the name of Nico van der Merwe, and he, he got up and, you know, we kind of heard murmurs, this guy's like, you know, started so many businesses, started schools um, for special needs people, and, and I was like, wow, this guy, he's going to bring the word um, in, a, in a powerful way, and, and he, he actually, he shared amazing stories of what God had done in and through him, and, and massive stories, like financially, provision, like everything. But the, I think the heart of his talk was actually, um, he actually showed us the greater call of God, which is to a call to God himself for us and for him. And it was just amazing. He just took us through, what, 30-odd years of, of his devotional life, how God had spoken to him in the quiet place, um, you know, at times when he was just alone with the word of God. And it was just amazing to see that. And just a, a solid reminder for me that it's, it's not my calling. It's not about me. It's not about what God's calling me to. It's, it's actually His call um, for us. And, and it's about His unfolding story and how He invites and calls us to be a part of it. It's, it's, a, it's His story. It's, 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 the, it's the grand narrative of, of history that's unfolding before us. And, and God calls us back to Himself as sinful people, back to Himself to be a part of that for eternity. So it's, it's amazing. Um, and that was just a reminder for me, that talk, um, just to say, God, it's not about me. There is a call. Your word calls us to a life of faithfulness and love of you. And so, and he's inviting us to, he's inviting us to be a part of that story tonight. To ordinary people, all throughout the ages, this has been ordinary people and God has invited to be a part of his extraordinary story. So I want to pray for us tonight and, and let his word speak to us. So I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you that we can hear your word and, and may you really speak to us through your word, Father. Father, I believe that you want to renew just the call in our lives to be followers of Christ, to follow you in the midst of uncertainty and trial and tribulation. But Father, we know that you're faithful. Thank you for your faithfulness. Speak to us tonight. Speak to every single person here afresh, Lord, with your love and your tenderness. We love you, Lord, and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. So tonight, as I said, I really hope that the Word of God will speak to you, that you'll engage with it and that you will be encouraged um, that this call it's it's not a it's not a something that you have to be uncertain about it's it's actually it's the most exciting call we can have and we can know what god calls us to it's it's the marvelous the 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 radical the exciting call to be a disciple of jesus that that's the best call in the world you know whether where, where you work where you live it doesn't matter he calls you to follow him and we can hold on to that because it's in the scriptures so I've mentioned this word disciple quite a few times already, and, and I just want to give you kind of a, a, a definition before, before I read the text. So, so, you know, as I speak about it and as I mention it, you'll, you'll have an idea of what it means um, in your head. So the word disciple essentially means, it means follower. So being a disciple of Jesus literally means to follow Jesus in every area of our lives. It's a call to surrender our lives to the author of life. Follow, follow him. That's, that's the call he's placed um, on us and for us. And so as I read this, this passage, I'm sorry, I don't have a slide for you. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Matthew 4, um, verse, chapter, Matthew 4 um, verse 18 to 22. Um, if you don't have a Bible, I'm sorry, um, just listen along and um, you'll get it. As, it's not long. So, um, but I just hope that this passage will see what it means to be called by God. We'll see what it means to what it means to be a follower of Christ and, and how it affects our lives today and in the future. So I'm going to read for us uh, Matthew 4, uh, verse 18. 
While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. They left, uh, and he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. I love that passage. It's so simple and yet it's so profound. And um, we're just going to dig into it tonight. So the first thing we see about being a disciple or follower of Jesus is that Jesus calls them first before they call him. It's interesting. So look at what Matthew writes here. He says, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers and he said to them. And later it says, and he called them. So Jesus moves towards these young men. He, he actually sees them. I can just picture Jesus walking like sand between his toes and he goes towards these guys and he calls them to follow him. There was nothing special about them. They were ordinary young people. And he comes to them and he calls them before they call him. They, they didn't reach out to them. They weren't looking for him. He came to them. And this was so profound because in that day, in the context of the day, there was already a system of, of young men being the disciples or followers of a rabbi. There was a system in place. Um, and where, So a rabbi was a religious leader, a teacher of the Jewish law and a man who many young religious men would have aspired to be like. And during this time, a rabbi would never go up to young men and say, would you like to follow me? Would you like to be my disciple or apprentice? It didn't happen. It was unheard of. So the young Jewish men would, would have to observe this rabbi's teaching uh, and, and sort of um, go through a whole process over a certain period of time. And then at the end of that, um, they could decide if they wanted to follow him, they would have to go up to him and ask, can we follow you? Can we be your disciples? Um, and, and that was kind of the system that Jesus um, walked into. And so I love how surprising is this man? How surprising is Jesus? How different is his approach? He turns this whole religious system upside down and he comes to these young men. He pursues them and he calls them to follow him. So different, so unique so radical. And Jesus, he was God in the flesh. He entered into the mess and brokenness of this world because he knew that sin separated us from God. We, there's no way we could come to God on our own. It's impossible. He knew that. And so he came, to, he came to call us back to himself. He made a way that we could get back to God and be called by God into relationship with him. He, he chose us. He chose these young men. In John 15, 16, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Sure. You did not choose me, but I chose you. If you're a disciple of Jesus tonight, if you claim to follow Christ, it means that God has pursued you. Think about that, the beauty of that. God, at some point in your life, came and He pursued you. He found you out and He called you to follow Him. Yeah. That, that's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. You know, you were an ordinary person like these fishermen, just getting on with life, and God came and He got you and He found you and He called you to follow Him. Amazing. That's the God we serve. And, and, and the beauty of this call is that He doesn't just leave us and call us and say, follow me, and there's a goal, there's an there's a end goal, 
and what that looks like is, is for his followers to become like Jesus. That was the, you know, that was the goal of the, the disciples with their rabbi. They would walk where their rabbi walked. They would learn everything about their rabbi so they would eventually become like him. And that's, that hasn't changed. God's desire for those he calls is to become like his son. In Luke chapter 6 verse 40, Jesus defines what a disciple is. He says, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. And, and that's the goal. If we are followers of Christ tonight, the goal of our faith is to become like Jesus. That's the specific calling God has for us. We don't need to wonder. We don't need to stress. Wherever you, wherever you find yourself at this moment, wherever he's placed you, wherever you're working, if you think he's called you there or not, your calling is to become like Jesus Christ. And so in light of, of that, in light of Jesus calling these young men, we see he reached out to them. My question for us and one that I constantly ask myself is, is am I following Jesus as one of his disciples? Um, we see in the gospel accounts, the accounts of Jesus' life, there's kind of two pictures painted of, of people that follow Jesus. There's the crowd, um, and, and they always kind of mention the crowd following Jesus, going where he went, but then his disciples um, who also followed him. And so we can see in Matthew, in the same chapter, in a, in a later verse, he says, And great crowds followed him from Galilee, and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. And I was reading this a few years ago, and it, it struck me. I, I was intrigued. I was like, why is he mentioning, why is he mentioning the crowd? Why, you know, he, we, we know he called his disciples, we called, he called these guys to follow him. Why does he also say the crowd followed him? And I, and I honestly think that Matthew was showing us that there were, there, were, there were crowds that followed Jesus and there were the disciples. The disciples, their, their um, purpose was to walk closely with Jesus, to follow him wherever he went, and to ultimately become like him. But if we look at the crowds and the trend of the crowd in, in the Gospels, they, they really did follow Jesus when it suited them. They followed him at their convenience. Um, and when things became tough, or they couldn't bear to hear what he had to say, they would walk away and they left him. And so, so they liked the idea of Jesus. They liked what he did, um, but from a distance. Uh, and I think so many of us, and including myself, we can live those lives where we, where we, where we just, oh, it's, it's cool what Jesus is doing in his life, or it's cool what Jesus did there, but, but we're not, we're not, we don't want to actually take it on for ourselves and say, no, this, is, this could be my story. Um, and so... You know, the question really is, where, where are we tonight? Where am I tonight? Um, you know, are we, are we observing Christ from a distance? Sure. Um, you know, are we living off other people's faith? Or, or, or are we actually willing to surrender and follow Him for ourselves? Because the call is there. He calls us to follow Him. He calls us to be His disciples. Where, where are we on, on that journey? Um, so the second thing we see in this passage, um, firstly, Jesus calls these young men to follow him before uh, they called them. They called him, sorry. Uh, and the second thing we see is that Jesus calls them with others. This is kind of a, if you read the passage once off, you won't pick this up. Um, but Jesus, he doesn't simply let these guys or, and us figure, figure this journey out on our own. Um, he invites us to be a part of a, a bigger community, a bigger story as we follow him. Yeah. So look at what Matthew says. He says, um, so Jesus, Jesus, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, 
casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. It's interesting. He says, and he, and he calls them, but he calls them together. It's like he called the one. So they both heard the individual call of Jesus, but together. Wow. So immediately they were, they were called into a community to follow Jesus. And, and God is so kind in this because he knows, I think he knows that we'd rather do it on our own. How, much, how many of us have always been like, oh, we're going to leave, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do my own thing, it's just easier, can't get along with that person. No, he calls us to do it together because I believe that when we follow Jesus with others, the beauty of the kingdom of God is put on display. It points the world to a different story, a different reality where people who would never normally uh, get along or even be friends are drawn into something bigger. They're drawn into a family. Um, and Jesus called them to that. It's amazing. Like, you guys are my family. Like, we, we do this together. In the world, I, I wouldn't know any of you. I wouldn't know you. Um, but because of Jesus, because he's called us together, we do life together. And the world is amazed um, at, at what happens. So the call to be a disciple is not one to be an individual on your own journey. It's a call to be deeply involved in other people's lives and to become like Jesus together. Um, I, I, I love that. It's just that, you know, we call to be like Jesus together as a community. It's amazing. And, and the crazy thing is he won't, allow, he won't allow us to do this on our own. I mean, I'm sure we can all share. He's always just put people in our lives at the right points to walk with us, to, to shape us and to mold us and to challenge us. Um, yeah, and, and so that was his model. If, if the Son of God walked with people, how much more do we need to walk with people? Um, and, it's, and, and yes, it's, 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 it's sometimes tough and it's challenging, but, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it when you get an encouraging um, message or word from a friend or you just get, spend time with people. It's amazing. And, and that's God's gift to us. So I really encourage you, if you're not um, convinced about that, it's a blessing. And, and Jesus calls us to that. Um, and yeah, and, and as I said earlier, you guys have been a blessing to me. Life changes. It's been amazing. Um, I just see from my point of view, following Christ here in a community, people have spoken courage into my life. Um, I've had dads, I've had friends, I've just had, God's just blessed me with, with so many different people to affirm me, to challenge me, to stretch me, um, ultimately to become more like Christ. So I want to honor you guys and thank you. Um, it's been a great journey so far and um, one that's eternal, which is amazing. So what do we know so far? We know that the call of God includes a call to follow Christ. He calls us before we call Him. And secondly, He calls us with others to do this thing together as a community. Thirdly, this passage also shows us that Jesus calls us for others. Being called by God means being called to be on His mission. Jesus says in verse 19, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And that was, these guys would have understood that. They were, they were fishermen by trade. So they would, they would have understood that Jesus was calling them to, to reach out to others. And as they fished for fi- fish, they would now be fishing for people. Um, and I'm sure that they didn't know what that exactly looked like at the time when, when he called them. But, but that's what's the beautiful thing about this passage is that Jesus says, I will make you fishers of men. It's a promise. He, he was going to take them and transform them into something that they weren't at the time. And, and he was going to um, make them into people that would follow him and call others to do the same. A verse that has really uh, come to life for me in the last few weeks um, and really uh, ex- just kind of expands on this 
call is in John twenty twenty one, and it says, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And Jesus calls us for others. He was sent by the Father into this world, and He sends us. He pursued us. He sends us to pursue others. And if you're a follower of Christ, get this. You are a sent one. You don't know, is there's, you know, I don't need to go to America to be sent. God has sent me day to day to walk in, in His mission. Uh, and the call to be a disciple of Jesus means that God has chosen you. He has chosen you to be a part of His story, He's part of His mission. That's amazing. It's not just for the pastors or the preachers. It's for every single person who claims to be a follower. You are sent. You are a sent one. God has Himself has handpicked you and has sent you to where you currently are. I think that's amazing, and, and, it's, a, and it's a beautiful thing um, to be a part of His story. And so, if we are followers of Christ, if we want to know what it looks like to be called by God, we need to know that we are sent by God. We cannot claim to follow Jesus, but exclude ourselves from His mission. It's, it's not an option. But what's comforting about this, what's comforting is that he says he's going to make us into fishers of men. It's not, we, we don't have to try and fall, try and fall. Jesus is going to do it. He calls us to surrender. He calls us to surrender our time, our talents, our gifts, and allow him to make us into people that are sent on his mission for his glory and to bring others into his kingdom. And so I think that's the underlying key to this passage is, is surrender. It's, a, it's living a surrendered life. Look what it says here. Um, so Jesus calls these guys and then it says, they left their father and they left their boat and their father and followed him. So they, they, they had to give something up. It wasn't this, okay, Jesus, we're going to follow you, but we're kind of going to drag our boats and dad's going to come along. No, Jesus called them and they had to surrender something. They had to give it up. And so I think if we want to be people following Christ, if we want to be people with others following Christ in a community and on His mission, we have to ask ourselves, what, what do we need to surrender? What do we need to give up to do that? These guys had to do it. Jesus calls us to do the same. And you know, this, is, this is our calling. This is my calling. It's to follow Jesus, to become like Him, to be on His mission with others by our side. And that's amazing. And that's the specific call of God. I can't tell you what He may call you to in the future, you know, where or when or how, but I know that we can stand on his word tonight and say, Lord, I don't know the next 10 years of my life, but I know what, what I need to do tomorrow. I know that you've called me to something today and tomorrow and the next day. So don't be overwhelmed by this. I know that it can seem very daunting, very overwhelming. Uh, and you're like, Grant, you're just throwing a whole bunch of stuff at us. And we're like, we can't take it all in. But look at what Paul writes. I love this verse. Paul in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 and I am sure of this so he's absolutely certain of this fact that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ God desires us to follow Jesus and be more like Jesus than we do do you believe that like he it's his desire for us to do that and he is faithful to finish that work he started if God has called you he will keep you. He, he promises to keep you. He promises to be faithful to finish the work that He started. Uh, and that's beautiful to me. That is amazing. It's, it gives me so much courage when I get discouraged. Because I fail all the time. I, I don't follow Christ in the way He calls me to. 
I get so easily discouraged by my own life, my own struggles, um, and and yet God is doing it in the in in the midst of my failure, in the midst of my um, you know just lack of following Christ. God is making it happen, even when I can't see it, um, and that's amazing. He's faithful to complete His work. He keeps pursuing us. He keeps um, He keeps calling us to this, and He's faithful to do it. And, and so maybe some of you tonight are even like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't even get like, what this means, like call to follow Christ, what's so significant about it. It's, it seems impossible from, from where I'm sitting. Um, and, and it is impossible. It is impossible on our own. But there was one. There was a man who went before us. There was, there was a perfect man. There was a perfect man who went before us and did everything. He did everything. Jesus Christ left heaven to come to earth. He chose to limit himself in a human body and ultimately die on a cross in order that we could be called back to God. Yeah. We could be called right. back to God because Jesus came and he died and he, and he lived the life we should have lived and he died the death we deserve to die so that we could be called again into relationship with the creator of the universe. He was perfectly obedient to his calling. He, he surrendered perfectly to his call. To, to ultimately die on the cross so that we could be called by God again. He was cut off from His Father, a perfect relationship, eternal relationship from His Father on the cross so that we could be called into His family and experience His love and His joy with Him and with others. He was, and He was the ultimate sent one, the one who was sent into yeah. this world to seek and save the lost. He waded into the mess and brokenness of this world to come and call us, to find us, to search for us when no one else wanted to. He did that. And, he, and He's called us. And through that, because of His life, because of what He did, we can look at this, this passage, we can look at His call and, and say, yes, Lord, I'm in. I'm in because He's done it. He's done it all. Yeah. And He's faithful to finish the work. So He's done it. He went before us and we can respond to His call because of that. Friends, I don't know where you are tonight, but I know that God is calling us to something. Each one of us, He calls us daily to follow Him. And maybe it's tonight He's calling you to follow Him for the first time and that's, that's beautiful, that's amazing. And maybe He's calling you to get involved in community, to open up your life to the people that God has called you to follow Him with. And maybe he's just calling you to respond more fully to the fact that you're a sent one, that you're one on mission for him. That you can be faithful where he's placed you tomorrow and today. So I don't know what that looks like for you, but as I close in prayer, please just ask God to show you, respond to God. He, he, he is calling us tonight, guys. He's calling us. He's here. We've heard it in his word. We've seen it. We know that it's a specific calling and we can trust His Word. So I'm going to close off in prayer and, and let God just speak to you, let Him deal with you and, and respond to, to what He's calling you to.